Ugh, it's been a week. I'm too warm. It's been a crazy week. Oh, I actually realized I don't have my headphones on, but you don't, you don't. Uh, I, hope I can't hear you. Or I can't hear me, I guess. Okay, so I guess we're good. I that's what we're... Right? Yeah, I suppose. Maybe I'll leave it like that. Uh, if it's more comfortable for you, I mean, I've got. It is it. definitely more comfortable. I'm just like, I'm just, I just want to make sure that uh, nothing of what you say is get picked up on the mic. But whatever, it a I, dick. I can't hear it when it doesn't come through. Um, I'm being loud now. I can't hear it. So I do see a little bit of like a thingy thingy popping up there. So let's just let's just make it professional. Fine. Or you think like as soon as I, I put this on, uh, I, f I feel like as soon as I put the headphones on, something bad is going to happen. So fuck it, I'll just leave it like that. <laughs> Everything's just going to go wrong. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Like, no, 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 no. It's going to be sweet. <laughs> okay, welcome, everybody. Yeah, thanks for joining us uh, again. It's like one of these wanky, wonky starts to the thing. But uh, we promise you, we got a juicy one for you this week. Ooh. Yeah, wow. We've made fucking notes and shit. Well, to be fair, you made the notes. I'm just being my usual asshole self and did nothing. And I gotta admit, Aaron did 90% uh, of the investigative journalism here. I'm just like tagging along. <laughs> yeah, but that's 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 me, I guess. Like, I, I told you this before, didn't I? Like, a lot of me kind of diving into the shit that goes on in the scene um, and you know talking about it is mostly because of my background in like journalism and stuff so yep i'm i'm i've been made a fool of before um and I, I, i'll tell you the story about it actually it's quite interesting well depends how interesting so i used to run um like a game video gaming and nerd culture like when news and reviews like website um and basically we thought one day we got a scoop um we received so someone that was writing on the site at the time um, had attended a couple of like, I guess, fan events for Assassin's Creed. So like he, he'd been to a few like um, Ubisoft organized events and he had made friends with one of the like reps there and stuff. And, you know, he was quite friendly with him. Um, and one day he's like, oh, uh, look, I know that I know. Yeah, I know that you write for this website. So here's some information on the next Assassin's Creed. So we received a screenshot, um, which was essentially the photograph of a PC screen of a message board, which he said was the internal message board, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, and essentially it just, it said, um, here's, you know, just some details on the, um, on the next game. We were like fucking Shit. so excited like we were just like this is the scoop of the fucking century yeah. so we you know got ahead of ourselves we put it live the picture was there we like watermarked the picture we put tons of effort into like at this point we were messaging all of the tip lines for like taku uh Eurogamer, ign uh or just all of the big like gaming sites and be like look you know we've heard from what we believe is a you know a credible source mm -hmm. and yeah i think stuff it was taken off it was a, a really um really interesting couple of days that was until kotaku decided to turn around and say don't believe the rumors that you <laughs> 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 and 
so at that point um rumors had been circulating about the next assassin's creed from loads of different sources we were kind of one of many um and we had what we believed was a more credible kind of showing of what we had um but no literally kotaku fully just called us the fuck out and was like don't believe it by the way there's also this screenshot circling around and (laughs) we just got called the fuck out um we got in contact with the person that sent it to us and was like what the fucking deal like what's the deal like mm-hmm. are you pulling our leg and they were like oh, it was just a social experiment you know the, it's a prank bro type thing oh wow um and we yeah we were just kind of left like hanging our heads in shame um and i guess ever since then i've been very keen on fact checking everything that i do um, and you know when I say stuff online I want to make sure that I'm saying the right thing even if it's just something as simple as you know s- saying uh, uh, I think the last thing I look to solely just solidly ingrained into me to before I st- start spouting shit about stuff to at least have my facts straight um, and that's why we're currently sitting here looking at a three-page uh, document <laughs> for what today's topics are going to be about. Yeah, so, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> so sorry about that, Paul. <laughs> no, man, don't worry. Like I think it's like it's very legit, and you know, I, I mean, I know the story, but it was it's good that you shared it with everybody else, and everybody else knows what's up. So makes perfect sense. And as yeah, I don't... as I as I. I uh, thought that basically, like, as soon as I plugged in the headphones, something fucked up. But fuck it. <laughs> what happened? Nah, nah, nah. It's like it's uh, it. I stopped my recording. Stopped, but I wasn't talking, so it's whatever. And at the end of the day, yeah, the the thing didn't lag. The live uh, you you match you match it. You, yeah, yeah. We have right. we have the we both record individually anyway. So fuck it. At the end of yeah. the day, it is what it is. No, no, no. Fuck you. Oh, I love you too, bro. Yeah. So um. <laughs> So yeah, let's uh, let's get right into the juice, or should we just uh, no? Let's just we can just ease it in a little bit and say what what we well, have been consuming, or should we just like dive into the shit? Yeah, what are we doing? What are we doing? Um, I guess for me, it's doing nothing because it's too fucking warm. Oh, yeah. Um, but also Fall Guys, we are really playing Fall Guys a lot at the moment on uh, on Switch, and that's. The, the most stupid fun that we've had for a little while. Oh, that's nice. No, I've been, I've, I did nothing much myself either. Yeah, it's, it's too hard to think, I guess. It's like there's like work, half of the company is like on holidays, and then the other half is being proxy to that half that is off. So there's yeah. like a lot of shit that, you know, it's like not really working on. It's like more or less work therapy. Like we're just revisiting backlog items or working on some new stuff, but being like super cautious and laid back. And, no, I just uh, spend. Uh, I think I just spend most of my free time just listening to Metallica and trying to fix um, to optimize my. I don't know. I'm messing with the branding of my website again. Is what I'm doing. It's like I'm just changing colors. Uh, one of my really good friends, who's like um, excellent UX designer, UI designer, he was yeah. like, "What the fuck is your website about?" And I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's that's a good question. <laughs> so yeah, now apparently like because I had like all this weird shit, and then I was trying to um, 
um, I'm working on like uh, some some of the screens for the app now because it's like finally getting into that stable version that we were waiting for. So it's great. And hopefully if everything goes well next week, we're going to launch it on Android. Oh, shit. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. So I was working around that stuff and then I was like, oh, you know what? I kind of like started hating that orange thing that I've been using a lot, <laughs> especially on my website. So I was like, fuck it, because I did like some really nice um, uh, uh, splash screens for the app, like the landing, like the, the as soon as you fire the app first time and you see something for the, at the moment, I have like this, I don't know, uh, mountains and stuff. But I, I just felt a little bit of like a disconnect there seeing that. And I realized that the existing app has like a completely different splash screens. Like there's like a cityscape background, which is a lot closer to the type of music that we listen to. Sure, you can listen to that stuff in the mountains and whatnot, but whether we like it or not, the whole branding about the whole thing is like, you know, city, rainy shit, I don't know, whatever. So yeah, I started questioning myself, like why are the entire pages in orange? Isn't this kind of like a, I don't know blinding color like your eyes bleed color like especially during the night if you're trying to read something what it was like no get the fuck away so yeah i've been uh, i've been messing a lot with the stuff that's on the website and i think it kind of like looks and in, in, uh, it's okay at least the home page is fine and then i tweak the other pages too like i remove that orangey shit and I, there's like this sort of like light bluish grayish hue thing anyway a lot easier stuff yeah um but um yeah as far as that is concerned what i've been doing but uh other than that (laughs) (laughs) i don't know whether you know this but if you set google pueblo vista your website comes up but the thumbnail next to it is just you from it yeah it's a picture of you from below like looking at a screen dude i I don't know. I don't know why Google does that. I, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> it's fucking weird, right? I don't know. I have a I have a featured image on that. So, but this is like super fast. Like it cached it super fast because now on the homepage I have basically a the latest of each category, like the releases, the mixtapes. I haven't yeah. updated it as far as the podcast I'm concerned. I think this is like the podcast we did when I was in Greece in May. So right. that was the screen grab of that. <laughs> I don't know, that's, that's quite interesting. That's pretty fast for Google, actually, to cache that shit. Yeah. Oh, well. It is I'm what just, it is. I'm, I'm just being, I'm just nerding out looking at your page source. And... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. How do you have CSS in the uh, in the, the top of the HTML? Come on, dude! I don't I don't do that myself. Like it's WordPress. I don't even care. Like WordPress shouldn't be doing that. It should be saving the font files in the CSS. I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I'm just having a look at seeing what your uh, your descript- your picture is and why that picture's coming up. I'm surprised as well because, like I said, I have a featured image for the website that should technically be caching that one instead of showing that random no there is no image (sighs) oh well yeah no you might have to go into your 
plugin to fix that. There is no, um, there's no OG image, so sharing this page on website probably put up with that as well. Oh, anyway, yeah, you, you have Google Forms rendering at the top of the page. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> that's that's been stuff. No, um, for me that's been yeah. I didn't. Oh no, I did a lot of videos last week. Okay. I decided to go into vid like social content because I don't do enough videos. Um, and I recorded two videos in a day, and that's probably going to be it for the next month. <laughs> Sweet. It's that like ADHD burst of um inspiration and motivation to actually do something. Um. Oh, and I also figured out, um, so there's this trick that you can use like an audio interface to get it to work on like Instagram um, and TikTok and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you get like, you know, good quality audio going through um, through TikTok and whatnot. Okay. Um, and for a while it just didn't work for me. And I was like, oh, I guess it just doesn't work with this setup. So when I wanted to do um, a post on TikTok this week weekend, it still wasn't recording the audio, even though I was just doing it like straight out of my phone. I was like, mm -hmm. what the fuck's going on? Like, oh, do I have I given it the right permissions? Blah, blah, blah. Um, I just hadn't checked on mute. <laughs> this, this, <re> yeah, <laughs> yeah, this reminds me like, of yeah. Boomer uses social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, this, this reminds me of the first, uh, the first time that I got this uh, additional device that we ended up, I ended up not using now anyway. Like, mm. It's wasting money. And then, I used the um, I used the headphones that had a microphone, and I did not mute the microphone. Like it was right there. It said there was like a level meter, so you yeah. could have like the phone side and the microphone in mute. So it was recording mainly from the, from the microphone. Then so it was like, and we realized that halfway through, I was like, okay. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. No, there was in the um, the as you're about to record a video, yeah. there's a little there's a bunch of like icons down the side. Yeah. Um, and there was a little microphone icon that had a line through it that I hadn't ever unchecked. Um, for me personally, I, I was kind of annoyed because that's a really shitty um, like UX thing. Like, why would you have the microphone muted immediately? Um, and like, yeah, I suppose it's for those that sit there and do the silent like reacts to other videos on TikTok. But to have it like muted by default seems like a bit of a dumb move, especially for idiots like me that. You know, I still don't understand what Snapchat is, so. Well, and I'm pretty but sure anyway. that in the next few years, there's going to be a lot more that are going to come out and we probably won't understand how they work. But I think we're going to reach that particular age when it's like, we're going to say, you know what? Fuck it. I don't have to get on that one as well. So, no, okay. Yeah, anyway, anyway, anyway <laughs> let's just let's just jump right well, into it. I, um, I know we've got a, a list of, of stuff, but I think I might go out of order straight away and just go straight with the uh, the update that we have for the Artista IO okay, um, yeah, topic that yeah. we spoke about last week. Let's go for the um, low-hanging fruit. So, first. yeah. So last week, we well, last week, the last episode, we mm. spoke about a company called Artista.io, not to be mistaken with for what's Artlist, the one you think it was? The one that I Artlist. fucked up and I said Artlist.io, yeah. yeah so artist.io um so pretty much a day or two after we published last the, the podcast two weeks ago um turns out that their user account got completely disabled um their podcast uh, playlists were taken down and it seemed like a success um yeah spotify removed them unfortunately they made a comeback um and yeah a couple more things have kind of come out about them as well 
mm-hmm. in that um so they yeah i guess they're kind of back on their shit they're still putting a couple of tracks on there uh, apparently they have a daily rotation so they have essentially like a list of tracks that they put in and out of this playlist um and they rotate it every day to keep it fresh but okay. it's also um it's also a clever way to avoid any detection from like um well so looking through uh is it a good playlist that's why it wasn't really working because they they refresh the playlist every day like the whole thing gets wiped and a whole new list gets put on oh, okay so that, that kind of mm-hmm. that's how they're avoiding kind so basically you know, websites like websites like um is it a good playlist or com they don't get enough time to like there's not enough time that the information is cached so they can yeah, take exactly. it and analyze it okay exactly um but yeah i've had a few tracks come on and off a couple of their playlists and it's basically you get about 350 streams uh in that day it gets taken off um and you know like we said last time the idea was uh to entice you into finding out more and getting more of those plays um Mm -hmm. through purchasing their their promotional packages yeah um i personally i'm just having a quick check now haven't necessarily seen an insane boost in followers mm-hmm. uh yeah there's not been any, any spikes over like the past 28 days or, or whatever so maybe they, it's not uh... affecting me in that sense of the word like some people mm-hmm. have reported that they've been getting maybe a couple of hundred like just new like follower spikes but i've not seen that yeah okay but i've also heard from someone else that had been put on that playlist for a while um and it completely messed up their artist radio and fans also like yeah Um, so yeah it's the same same kind of thing we said last time it's a bit of a shitty situation uh it's the only thing you can do is send them a message either through instagram or see if there's like a contact us through their website and just ask for them to be removed and the best thing to do is to be pro- polite and professional about it because yeah. of how I've seen them react to people being a bit shitty. Um, and yeah, there's a, there's a chance that if you're a bit of an asshole to them, they will return the favor by keeping you on their playlist and yeah. most likely botting your streams even more. And that will completely uh, or potentially could completely ruin your, oh, totally. I guess, music career. No, definitely. You but just yeah, have I to be like him. straight to the point and just no emotions or whatever. Hi, it's me. XYZ, can you please remove my tracks from, from your playlist? And then that's that. Nothing more, nothing less. And it is yeah. what it is. Yeah, it makes sense. But uh, at least the good thing is like the. Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm happy that we also uh, added a little bit of like, you know, small piece of the. Uh, a little, uh, we added an extra push to the whole thing by communicating, yeah. talking about it, and we saw like a lot of people actually started acting up and actively asking them to be removed from their playlists. And basically, the it was it was a good uh, community thing that happened. Yeah, that was that was nice. That was good to good to see. Doesn't happen too yeah, often. Absolutely. <laughs> <So> yeah, <laughs> there's usually witch hunts. <laughs> Well, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks. Um, the as well, this person that had that kind of messed all of their stuff up, they did say they contacted Spotify and they mm-hmm. said that they didn't notice anything out of the ordinary. But okay. then for someone else um, to report them and get their stuff taken down, it's yeah, it swings and roundabouts. But yeah, 
it's it's frustrating because it's it shows mm. that you know the spotify i wouldn't even say the algorithm can be manipulated it's like that people's stuff can be can be fucked about with um yeah if you don't that, if you don't if fair. you don't if you don't pay attention to that stuff they can definitely fuck you up i, th I think there's a lot of people like we, we talk a lot about algorithm and how that uh you know placements like these or dealings with quote unquote shady uh companies or labels might affect your algorithm and the, the way that your music basically performs on these platforms it's something that we have talked about many times in the past, but not a lot of people actually pay attention to it because they're, yeah. you know, more focused in the numbers and whatnot. And only when things kind of like are almost too late or to that level, they're like, oh, shit, I need to get this. They're like This just reminds me uh, the usual situation with... Um, a couple of labels like predominantly like say like the the lo-fi fruit label and then that yeah. that other one that is basically uh copying their exact business <laughs> business yeah. model so you know it was great like when people started getting the streams and then when they reached the point like oh they realized like they're not getting paid for example it's like oh shit, that's that's a problem and then the repercussions started and a lot of these people's algorithms got fucked beyond yeah any recognition basically after a point and you cannot really it's very difficult to to get back on track and you know get on your feet uh organically yeah. at least after you 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 you, you, you included you ha you had your music included in, in playlists that are not so let's just say organically engaged by yeah by live audience so yeah, I think there's still stuff happening behind the scenes because I'm just checking through them now as you as you were talking and their their Friday vibes playlist. So at this point, that I can confirm that 100 that that is absolutely botted to hell. Okay. Um, Friday vibes had one of my tracks on it. Uh, 384 listeners generating 583 streams. Oh, sweet. Uh, the playlist itself has 18 likes. Great. <laughs> so I don't see the problem there, man. Yeah, no problem there. That's but um, the other one that seems to be getting a lot of people on is the um, the chill night one that has mm -hmm. uh, I we've got two hundred and fourteen listeners generating three hundred and nineteen streams. Yeah, um, that playlist has one hundred and thirty seven thousand likes. But if you load it up now, um, let me see if I can send it your Discord super quick. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. There's nothing. Okay. Oh, there's not even a, like there's there's nothing on there. <laughs> yeah so there's a chance that they might have stopped using that one for a bit yeah so yeah i think right now um i think it's still very much early days but i think the more that we kind of make people aware of it the more that we yeah. kick up and get in contact with them and ask them to remove songs um totally yeah uh then maybe they'll just kind of give up um and yeah that that's kind of the update on that they're still at their shit, but it's, you know, big enough. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe this kind of like gave them uh, a heads up. Yeah. To not only uh, focus a lot more into refreshing the playlist, the actual track list, so that, you know, these external websites, the, the information is not cached, doesn't stay there long enough yeah. to be cached so that 
somebody can catch it. But ideally, another good solution for them would be to actually rotate the bot, the botting. So it, it's not the same playlist all the time. Like it's Monday for this, Tuesday for that. So it's always like one playlist gets botted in rotation. So it makes it less <laughs> conspicuous. I'm giving people ideas. <laughs> this is how you do it, kids. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no, I'm just, I mean we, we gotta we gotta we gotta share the information. You never know. I mean, somebody yeah. might have noticed something else, but it is what it is. I think it would definitely because the the way you you described it to me now that that I saw it, I think this just popped into my head like, oh, maybe they're just rotating shit around. So. Yeah, yeah, good for them, man. Good for them. But anyway, exactly. uh, I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been like, um, you know, releasing with a label that gets sixty percent of your royalties, and uh, after you reach that uh, two thousand mark deficit, you never get your money's worth. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's also that. There's also that. I can't like <laughs> take it at away. This point, take it away, Sam. Just what. <laughs> What is that take on? Do you know what? If you're happy to, I'm. I'm so happy to kind of take the blame if anything goes awry. But shall we say like who it is? Yeah, yeah let's go. I mean, everybody knows now. By now, everybody knows that it's the sound. So Sunday a couple of podcasts ago, we were talking about a specific yeah. um, label that, as Paul mentioned, were taking not only sixty percent of people's royalties, but also um, giving you a. Uh, what what do they call it again? Oh, a recoupable of two hundred and fifty thousand, yeah. no, two hundred or two thousand five hundred euros. Yeah, uh, which means you're not going to receive a single cent, dollar, euro, mm-hmm. penny until they have received two hundred and fifty, uh, two thousand five hundred euros of yeah. your your royalties. Um, this is the Sunday label for anyone that is is listening and unsure who that is. Yeah. Um, we spoke about that a few months ago. Um, a couple of people did follow up and were like, "Oh, who is it?" Even though I I pretty I made a pretty obvious hint who it was at the time. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? Where you know we feel like we've said something and rumors are circulating, and now um, I noticed at that very time that this was all happening that specific label was having a bit of a boom um a lot of people were going to them because they were giving streams yeah they they were offering a fair fair number of streams um i think it turns to... out we're at that point now where people should be seeing royalty statements and they're not and we're getting a lot of people being like <laughs> oh this Ooh. label doesn't pay <laughs> and then it's a, a case of did you did you actually take a second to, to read the contract? Read contract? <laughs> um, and to that, I say, yeah. if you're sitting there complaining that the Sunday label hasn't paid any royalties yeah. um, for your release, and you hadn't read the contract and seen that they they are asking for essentially two hundred uh, two thousand five hundred euros recoupable, um, you are an idiot. Uh, I, I will say mm-hmm. that. I, I, I will happily say that you are an idiot uh, yeah. if you are signing anything relating to to uh, a monetary return yeah and you're not reading it um you're an idiot if you if you, you know it's, it's simple business if, if you're happy to just scribble your signature on a thing that you're happy to let a company take 
two grand of your money before you've even earned it, then you're an idiot. Um, Yeah. Yeah, And it's it's kind of funny to see artists coming out and being like, oh, this is another label that isn't paying. It's like, yeah, but that kind of makes sense considering they're doing the the age-old lo-fi fruit is method of releasing music yeah which is giving the monthly listeners you know putting you on mm. their big playlists and um yeah when it comes to you recouping that two, 250 mm. uh, no 2005 why do i keep saying that 2500 euros to, to say 25 to say 2500 yeah but that's like the american way yeah but we americans right yeah, true. <laughs> as soon as you basically as soon as you recoup that money you're yeah. you're fucked um yeah it's i have I, do you know what i'm looking yeah. so there's an artist that has released with with kiwi bear um hmm. and they have released a lot since with the sunday label and we have access excuse me oh to their wow. spotify for artists mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna lie, their playlists also look a bit sus. Well like their main their main playlist, which I would assume is the sleep, lo-fi, lo-fi sleep, ZZZ emoji playlist, <clears throat> yeah. has 141,000 uh likes. Yeah. And this person has ten songs on that, or at least ten songs on that playlist. Mm-hmm. And it's there's like nine thousand listeners generating two hundred and fifteen thousand streams. Yeah, this this is basically. Does that seem right? Well, um, Sunday is a daughter label for Sony. Sony. Skid. No. Yes. Or... Yes and no. Um, so I did look into that. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They distribute through Sony Scandinavia solely exactly. in Scandinavia. Yeah, yeah. There's there's an affiliation. There's not. Uh, okay, let me let me rephrase that then. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah cool. They they distribute through them. Uh, understandably, we don't really know the specifics in terms of business, but however, from the stuff that I see from the universal point of view. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do see a lot of similarities. Like for example, Universal has. Uh, Universal Music Austria has a couple of um, labels that distribute direct, exclusively through them, <laughs> but they're not officially owned by Universal Music. You know what I mean? So there's, yeah. it's again the same business model. Like, if you have an exclusive distribution deal, technically is more or less with the, the distribution deal that we might have with Dashko, for example, or with anybody else, yeah. or the one that I had at some point with Universal. Um, it, it's it's kind of like an ownership. That's why I, I mentioned that they, they own by that. But um, nevertheless, I think uh, when it comes to the administrative stuff, there's definitely some, uh, some <clears throat> decisions that can be taken. But I just want to point out that there is like a very um, strong major label connection there. And we all know that all the labels were more or less uh, major labels want to tap in to the whole lo-fi instrumental hip hop chill hop thing. Uh, apart yeah, from I that, yeah, that's the case with this though, because even on the um, their parent or brother, mm-hmm. whatever, their parent company, you know, they very much said that 
they only work with Sony Scandinavia yeah. in Scandinavia, in Scandinavia, except they publish okay. worldwide. Yeah. Um, again, like you said, they anyway. could still obviously have these connections through through that. Um, now, anyway, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to get us like out of hand. It was just like mm. just a background check of the whole thing so that people know what's what and who are they affiliated with and what's happening. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to address, and I think is like it's for years, like we've mentioned this like so many times, like uh, first of all, what you rightfully said, um, read the contracts that you're signing. So if you are, you know, releasing with a label like this one, there's stuff that uh, all, they always include these things into the contracts. They're, they're more legally binded there than your average lo-fi label, let's say. So they do that stuff more meticulously. Yeah. So it was there. So don't be, don't act surprised that, oh my God, I got duped. Uh, I released yeah. with them and it was like so amazing. And then I got all these streams and all these numbers, but I got no money. So um, I'm not really going <clears> to <throat> bitch about it or be a cunt about it, surprisingly, because we talked about that kind of thing so, so many times. I have yeah. absolutely no problem with anybody when they want to release with a label like this one. Like you, we're all adults, hopefully. And for me and for you as well, I think we've, if, if I hear that, oh, I'm new to this one more time, I'm just going to lose my shit. Like, I, I see it and I just ignore it nowadays. Like, that, that's it. It doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. So, uh, it's great to release with them. Uh, but as, as, as soon as you go into releasing with a label like this, I think if you have half a brain, you're doing it for one of the two reasons. One yeah. is to have a exciting monetary gain and the other one is basically to help them boost your monthly listeners again for the nth time we're still talking yeah. about fucking spotify because spotify is all we see it's like yeah. there's no other platforms apparently um so it's not bad the boost in the monthly listeners it's not bad but it has to yeah. be done done strategically um, the way that I did it, for example, releasing every now and then with uh, Cowgirl or Lo-Fi Girl. Yeah. Um, like, I never released, like, an EP, so it would, like, exterminate my algorithm and replace the, the tracks in that EP in the top 10 immediately, and those tracks will stay there forever and was, will fuck yeah. you up and make you dependent 100% for them. I just released, like, a track here there, which is, like, a collab, so, you know, 16% gang. <laughs> type of thing <laughs> uh but it will significantly boost my numbers for like uh, a good amount of time like even even yeah. now like every now and then they put the tracks into rotation and that's it so th these are the two things the two ways like you do it for a money or b monthly listeners but yeah. if the same person th that person that does it comes around and says at the end of the day oh i got duped then I'm sorry, my friend, yeah. but you're definitely an idiot. Like it's, yeah. you cannot be complaining for something that you did, we assume, consciously. Like it's, yeah. it, it, it took you like, it was like a, a thought process. You thought about it. You got a contract. You read through it. Hopefully you signed it. You took it back like this. There's some time that passed. Yeah. We, I mean, we know, we know people don't read anymore. Yeah, definitely. But it's just like, um. It's just funny that we still see that kind of thing. Uh, oh, signs with like shady label. Uh, label has like a 
two and a half grand deficit thing like from the get-go oh you owe us money and then when you make it we remove you from the playlist like i mean yeah um i get it i mean it's kind of a tale as old as time yeah exactly and it's it's exactly the same business model that uh lo-fi fruits based their whole thing on it's exactly the same nothing which again uh, something that I mentioned in like a, a podcast, I think when we first tackled the whole lo-fi thing, it was lo-fi fruits thing. Like I think it was a third, fourth podcast. It's yeah. ingenious. No, is it? Is it? Is it, is it? Do do we agree with this morally? Fuck no. Is it no. fucking smart? <laughs> is it genius? Like evil corporate business genius? Yes, it is. It is what it is, and yep. it just proves the point that to this day. No matter how many times or how many people get duped or how many people talk about it or how many platforms try to bring awareness of, of the subject, it's like people, they're stupid people. There's there's idiots who are going to get duped and then they're going to cry about it. It's like, boo hoo hoo. They're going to go on the, I don't know, lo-fi Twitter and cry about it. And then you're like, I cannot, I cannot. I mean, I, I hope I could have, you know, helped. But I cannot really give my sympathy to somebody who gets fucked. And I, I would say, like, at the end of the day, my, my suggestion would be, like, instead of, like, going to the lo-fi Twitters and Instagrams and posting stories and shit like that, you should just, like, I don't know, deal with it and move move on. Like, you, you burn a track, it's fine. You can make yeah. another one. Just make sure you don't release with them. You know how it is. And then that's that. It's like, I, I just don't understand that. Well, why... Why is this like the, is it like this need to just release with as many labels as you can possibly release with? Like, why is it like everybody's in the quest for the best label or this is, this is what I don't understand. Like if you work with a label, you know, fuck me and, and, and you like our labels, like you work with a label and you have a good relationship with them and everything's okay. Why, why ruin that? Because at the end of yeah. the day, if you, you're building something algorithmically, whether you like it or not, and then you just like, just kick it. You just yeah. kick the, 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 the thing and then it's like, fuck it. You know what? Because I just, want, I just want to try it. Yeah, but those tries could be very hurtful in whatever you're doing. So... I just find it like, super funny. Because, uh, like, as we've mentioned before, this scene moves along a mile a minute. I, we have labels. You know, I've never known a scene to have so many fucking labels. Like, you know, you and me both included in that. Yeah. Um, you know, labels appearing everywhere, you know, uh, from as far as I can remember. You know, they're just popping everywhere. up everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's 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 seem it's such a an easy and inflated scene to get involved in and and to to see success overnight. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's bizarre, and again, we're also seeing curators that have you know their chill lo-fi playlists, and then they're thinking, oh, okay, how can I make this a bit more you know lucrative for me? Um, and you know, they, maybe they've tried the the coffee submission thing, and that didn't really work so you know how can we do this yeah. even more and it's like oh yeah let's start label <laughs> <laughs> and then you know this goes back to the uh, the the post that i wrote in my blog last week about you know our label playlists becoming the new payola um mm. 
and you know that i had some interesting responses to that there are some that, that definitely see it that way there are others that see different you know, see, see it a little different um that you know there were some opinions that this is kind of phasing out now because of the way that facebook ads and instagram ads are running at the moment yeah but from what what i'm seeing to kind of counter that is labels that are buying curator accounts um because you know that's that's the easiest way mm. to, to get a big playlist you know if the if the curator is open to let's say receive 10 grand for their playlist yeah. that yeah. you know generates a couple of um hundred thousand streams a month that's pretty easy for a label to to get and mm. you know nowadays you can um on spotify specifically you can add uh, collaborators to uh two individual playlists rather than leaving it open as a collaborative playlist Mm -hmm. so you can invite people along to um to kind of you know add tracks on that and again i've seen a couple of labels that have done exactly that there's just some random producer that's also um, a member of the label of of the playlist but also like the actual label's name is is also associated with that so i think that's currently what's happening at the moment they're finding these relatively you know decent playlists and they're they're acquiring them in some way shape or form whether they're getting access to the entire spotify account or whether they're just being added as a collaborator onto that specific playlist mm-hmm. and you know personally i do see us entering in a world where you know label playlists are the new payola um, <laughs> but i think that that's a a very deep conversation for us to get involved in if you want to read more check out my blog laserboyloops.com <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's, I definitely see it as a um, natural evolution to the whole thing. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, we've seen this in the past. I don't think it's, I don't think it's as deep. Because, uh, because not to take credit from, from all the stuff that you said and basically for your article too, is, but it's just like, We've seen this going that way for a while now. First, it was, for example, uh, these few curators that had their playlist. I mean, Chilled Cow had a big playlist before they became a a label. And let's not forget the time where he, before he made the label, he tried to actually squeeze people for money. And he was asking for 70% of the royalties based on more or less a trust system that you would send him the analytics and he would know and then you would need yeah. to PayPal him the money or whatever. So um, we've been through that gate. So after, after, after that, there's been the bots. There was like there was like an explosion of bots and it still happens to this day. I mean, we saw it with other labels as well. Um, we do know that Spotify is kind of trying to sort this out. But in a way, to my understanding, is like it's not as harmful like it generates streams and money, but when it becomes like unsustainable, that's when they kind of act up and they will just cut things down or delete yeah. like accounts or remove playlists or whatever. Um, so then you go to this point, like there was also like a point in time where, um, I mean, Lo-Fi Fruits has been very adamant on that buying off other people's playlists. Yeah. and. There was also uh, cases that were actually, it's public information, it's been on Twitter, like screenshots and stuff from messages and whatnot, said like, there were like threats, like, oh, if you don't sell it for to us, then we're gonna basically, um, 
what is it? You just report it. You bought report it yeah. all the time, and then eventually it would be taken down. That's why the, one of the first things that I did, and that's like a parenthesis I want to do, and I got my user on Spotify verified. Yeah. So this is like an extra layer of security you can apply. So not if you get like a random person reporting it or like a bot report just because you're, yeah. yeah they won't like it would need like i guess something more serious it's just a little report to take something take something down um yeah. so moving on into uh a payola playlist owner owned by curators it's I think, like I said in the beginning, it's the natural evolution of things. Like it's definitely going to move there. And we're definitely going to see some pretty funky shit next year. Because it's like, this is maybe what, the seventh, eighth or eighth year of the whole lo-fi genre. Because he hasn't been out there for like it, 10 years yet. It's below, to, it's... Yeah, I, I think in, in the form that it is now. Yeah, I would say that. I mean, the, the, the style of music has been out there for a while. Yeah, it's so, only just kind of coined as it has. Exactly, like the the after the coinage, basically the whole lo-fi thing. Yeah. So we're still like you know it's it's uncharted territory, basically. It's what it is. So yeah. I'm pretty sure it's gonna it's gonna look very exciting and very interesting, uh, and we're definitely gonna see that. So we're good at, we're, we're good at predicting things anyway. You heard it here first, folks. We predicted <laughs> a lot of shit. <laughs> Fucking lo-fi Nostradamus yeah. up in this bitch. <laughs> There's also an interest in, um, so there's someone that I, I speak to regularly that dives a lot into what Spotify um, have been doing, like using their API and stuff like that. Um, and they had, kind of like you, a pretty decent run of ads. And then something happened where it just kind of tanked. Yeah. And it mostly went from what he is saying it's looking like spotify is kind of starting to push their playlist or their users more towards editorial playlists yeah, exactly um and you know it's seen because this person said it it's some they replied to a couple of my tweets as well so you can see this for yourself but mm. they said that you know their playlist used to get daily listeners at about one tenth the follower count, but overnight it went to like one one hundredth. Um, and the stats yeah. for every playlist that they're currently on also went down as well. And that that's something that I've noticed. Um, yeah. And he said that they think the ch their change is to push more traffic towards editorials from all sources. And again, combat pay for play, like submit up and playlist push and things like that. Yeah, we've seen that. And we've seen that happen with the, the amount of the new editorials that they keep popping up, especially in our genre. Like yeah. we saw, hasn't like, anyone popped up today? Yeah, the the chill hop. The chill editorial. hop one. Yeah, I got, I got, uh, I got. We got three tracks. Oh, I've not um, even checked it. Yeah, yeah. we but got I, three texts. Uh, Dipshit uh, shared the link on the Discord. Uh, oh, like, it has like 40 followers or something like that. But again, it's very like, uh, what was the other one that popped in like a couple of weeks ago? And it's already reached like the tens of thousands of followers. Like it's it's insane like how... Oh, isn't it? The, so this is... From what I can tell, that one that again it, he shared, and we we actually got placed on that. It was I think it's just called, and that was a playlist that used to exist before they changed it to Lo-Fi Plus Chill, I think. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, drags that one up from the dead, um, and people are just a bit confused as to why they've done that. But again, it's gone from you know 15 when it was yeah. first shared to yeah 
uh, you know a lot more than yeah. that i mean if you if 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 even if you just go to chart metric right like i cannot yeah. praise this website enough <laughs> uh and you see like the the, la the the 30 days basically history of lo-fi beats or jazz vibes or whatever yeah the fluctuation in followers is so insane mm -hmm. it's like it's i i i call i'm i think it's like it has the similar effect with somebody literally turning on and off uh, a fucking what is it tap a water tap yeah literally like it's it's just like it either gets especially low five beats it either gets like four thousand followers a day or yeah. a thousand or a hundred or whatever like it just dips and it's insane and then every now and then when it needs an extra boost like it goes up and down i mean yeah uh, you have a a software because at the end of the day this is what it is it's a software and i'm a hundred percent certain that you can favor audience toward your playlist yeah. um with the intervention of a human like you know with the human hand saying okay let's turn on the tab for aaron's playlist boom yeah as easy as that i think it's as easy as that i think i've also heard um through like industry people not necessarily lo-fi people that spotify have been thinking about completely removing user-generated playlists uh, from public search so they will still exist like i'll be able to create a playlist and share it with you for example like the, the links will still exist mm -hmm. but the the organic nature of searching for them on spotify itself wouldn't necessarily be an option um which i think would hmm. see i don't know whether that could benefit or i mean it would absolutely destroy <laughs> the lo-fi scene mate like, um, honestly i i don't know like from like my first impression is like i don't it doesn't really bother me that much. You know what I mean? There we go. It's back. Yeah. Like, sorry, my whole computer just froze. Okay, yeah, I realized. I was like, shit, he's dead. It's getting <laughs> warm in here. <laughs> nah, but uh, no, what I said basically to what you mentioned before is like, I... As a first impression, it doesn't bother me. Remove it from the search. Great. Yeah. Fuck it. Like, fuck it. There's only editorials. I mean, if you see it again, I think we, we talked about this previously. Um, it's a business, right? So you need to yeah. think about the growth of your business. Sure, it's dependent on users, but it's not dependent on users making playlists is dependent yeah. on users listening the shit you put out on your platform and whether we like it or not there's going to be more quote-unquote mindless drone users who are like fans of mega fans of uh bts or post malone or whatever and then we just like listen to the shit because it's just like it because that's like the, uh, that's the average user whether we like it or not now but yeah. nobody's like you know, not everybody's like a fucking audiophile and looking for the best quality of their music and the m most Im Im 
uh, impeccably curated uh, fucking playlist like to the latest drop yeah. and nobody gives a fuck about that the average person doesn't care they just want to listen to a good playlist and that's that some people like fucking anime shit for their playlist covers some others don't like it, it is what it is like it's but like i said i think that this would definitely benefit uh spotify and it would put a very very hard stop or end to the whole playlist payola thing so then why would i pay somebody 10 bucks to listen to my tracks to add them on their playlist whether they have it for you know 10 bucks or not if if it's not publicly searchable yeah exactly like whatever sure yeah, the, if that's the case as well though the the whole lo-fi scene would go in the bin oh easy that's a hundred percent guarantee well if spotify was to turn around and say ug playlists done out of the window they're, they're all just they're all private the only playlists you'll be able to find on this platform editorials. publicly yeah. are editorial playlists um, unless obviously we have them listed on like websites and stuff that you can, you I can find I think that that should be the way to go, actually. Have editorials only and a selected few verified curators that could, so basically that, could put, that could potentially be labels as well, like, you know, mm -hmm. Chill Hop or whatever, like whether you're big or not. And maybe there should be like some sort of like criteria to make it or something. But um, I don't I don't see any problem to that. And I, I definitely agree with you that this will a hundred well 99% obliterate the whole scene but yeah. at the end of the day uh, it will just obliterate any um, any new joiners any new people who seek validation and success overnight you know that kind of like oh I'm new to this type of thing like mm. uh, and this will leave room only for people who are actually serious about it maybe or yeah. people who actually do give a, a shit about their music or do have like a second thought about what they put out or do read the contract before they sign it like which is you know i don't want to be like the guy who's like virtue signals shit even though i might sound like it right now but it's i think it would definitely benefit the genre it's for the the i think it's definitely the greater good like you cannot really yeah, yeah. I don't know. You can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. I, I, yes, I agree with you in some respects. Um, you know, if for us as a label, if that was to happen, I would see that as, you know, I would straight up say it'd be difficult for us to, to see yeah, yeah. us being able to continue because we do rely a lot on, um, you know, user-generated playlists. You know, my, my dumb lo-fi cheat sheet is something that we use regularly to to pitch to to those playlists and, and get those you know those plays but i don't yeah I, I it would like you said um those that are keen to just put out their music because of, of either for the love of it or because they find value in just putting their own music out there mm. they will stick around but yeah like you know the ones that are happy to release with the sunday label um or you know release with the same playlist over and over again then yeah they will definitely go in the bin i will see definitely see if again in theory if this happens yeah, we will yeah. see a huge influx of um even more than currently 
uh, <laughs> releases from the the big you know the big few labels that are yeah, almost yeah. guaranteed editorial placements yeah. but i That's, think even then that it, i think it'd be too much for them to even cope it's definitely it's definitely like you said like i think we shouldn't you know uh, pe people shouldn't worry this is nothing that's going to happen overnight and it's a very no. very drastic it's, measure it's yeah. it's it's definitely like on the theoretical level it could be uh it could leave a lot of people dumbfounded if it happens and it will be devastating for other people um there's definitely benefits to it but it's not it's it's too drastic and and there's there's gonna be like a fuck ton of of backlash and as we know big corporates yeah. don't really want backlash especially there's, when there's enough shit on their plates it is what it yeah, is yeah but again backlash from who well uh, we've seen nowadays that you, know, you can go on twitter and say stuff and it, there's like the artist like it's i think We've seen that with yep. the whole Joe Rogan thing and, and the podcast and all these people like Neil Young or whatnot pulling out their catalogs, whatever. Not that, you know, no diss to Neil Young. It's a very mm. important part of music history. And I actually was introduced to him through my dad. I got like vinyls and a couple of CDs as well. Yeah. What is it? The classic one, I think, is the Heart of Gold. Is it called Neil Young's Pot of Gold, Heart of Gold? I'm such a fucking, I don't know. I, I've such a fucking millennial. But it's it's yeah. a great thing. When I saw that he was, you know, pulling out his catalog in protest of the Joe Rogan thing, I was like, nobody cares, Neil. Like, you know, <laughs> nobody cares if you leave the platform. I think that's, it's okay. That's... But but what I'm saying is like, that's Neil Young. Imagine if, if in protest, somebody like, uh, I don't know, Taylor Swift does it. Because she did it in the past. And they really, you know, bend over backwards to get her back. Yeah. But this, I mean, for her, this was like not only about Spotify, it had to do with her label and the shitty deal and blah, blah. So anyway, that's a whole. Well, no, th this was to do with fair pay across the board. Uh, yeah. This wasn't, again, this wasn't solid Which, Spotify. This still, was... still, even, even, even when she removed the stuff, you know, this didn't really change it for anybody else. Maybe she got a better deal out of it at the end of the day. And... This is also what I wanted to say when it comes to the Sunday stuff, so we don't get too far away from the, yeah. the subject, is that people need to understand that not everybody gets the same deal. Yeah. Because uh, somebody else who people might see that they, they release with uh, this specific label or a specific label that often, that has all these weird... Um, two and a half thousand promo co uh, recoupable fees and this and that there's also people and i know this for a fact because i've yep. i've done it too like you get to produce a track to release for a flat fee and then you mm -hmm. waive your rights to royalties and whatever so i make a lo-fi beat like like lo-fi singles are a dime a dozen these days, especially the past year, we know that there's like labels who release every day, which is insane. So what's the problem like making like a fucking two minute track with the minimum effort? Yeah. And for getting like day. getting a thousand bucks or a thousand and a half euros, 1,500 euros for it. And then just like wave all the rights because fuck it. At the end of the day, this is what you want to do. I mean, we've seen it in a larger scale when it comes to uh, the Firefly Entertainment stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a proper supermarket. That's a beat market, <laughs> literally. Yeah. <laughs> so, nothing wrong with that as well. Like, it's... Uh, so, 
maybe these the the people because when the whole thing happened, I was expecting some people to kind of like talk about it as well. Maybe not on the front lines, but maybe on the back channels or somebody heard something or somebody was in a discussion yeah. with something. And because nobody showed up in any of these private chats to say anything about it, <laughs> <laughs> then I kind of like assumed, because again, this is an assumption I don't know for a fact, even though we are very factual podcast. But um, uh, I'm using my Sherlock Holmes uh, logic here. I would assume that somebody is getting some money in, in in advance or they get like uh, a fee to produce a track or yeah. a couple of tracks and then they waive the rights the royalties and whatever and it is what it is and at the end of the day it's hard cash and if we know there's something that a lot of people a lot of producers in the scene like to have is either cash or monthly listeners if they get both it's even better but yeah. it's either or I mean again disclaimer not everybody but there's a very active majority of people who go in like that and, you know, consciously doing it. So, yeah. And as well, even with with this label as well, the Sunday label, um, there are people that that negotiate as well. Like, and this is the thing you're not when you get a contract or whatever, you're not tied in to that. You exactly. can go back and say, OK, and this is again, goes back to the thing of like ask questions. Yeah go to them and say what does this section mean like explain this you know mm -hmm. explain it like i'm five type thing mm -hmm. uh what does this bit mean what does this mean okay this recoupable can we minimize that um yeah you know what yeah. what what exactly is that for and if they're coming back to you being like oh it's for marketing that's bullshit um you know see if the label that is you know giving you a recoupable amount see if there's the the clause to you know audit their their statements exactly. and if so seriously consider looking into getting a lawyer to to audit oh, their statements yeah yeah and then you will see exactly not only and this is the thing hmm. i think it would only take one person to take labels like this down um to just go and audit their statements and then see that they're not they're either recouping more or they're not recouping anything at all like mm -hmm. you know the royalties might be absolute piss poor because all of their listeners are from <laughs> like india or something where yeah. the royalty rate is way way sure. way lower yeah so you know it, it's very interesting that there are these these options out there that nobody seems to do they'd rather just sit there and Oh, this label's not paying. Yeah, okay. that's that's the, that's the thing. Like they see, like a lot of people, the the the, average, the the majority of people, they just see a big playlist, and yeah. then they check the tracks on individually, and they go see the numbers, and there's like, oh, that track made a million, and that made it. Nobody's arguing with that. They can yeah. produce a lot of monthly listeners and a lot of streams. However, what you need to consider is what is the quality of those listeners and those streams at the end of the day. And when you couple that up with promo recoupable fees and this and that, and, and a contract, it makes a lot of sense. But like you said, I just want to add to like, when you get a contract from a label or anybody for that matter, a contract is not like a set in stone thing. If anything, no. the person 
the the side that sends the contract first is basically suggesting something this is the agreement we suggest yeah because when somebody sends you the contract they just oh, i hope they don't like sign this <laughs> they're like yeah <laughs> please read through it and you know have a look at it and let us know like even when i dealt with with universal music that was the the communication beginning like can you please go through the contract and let us know what you think about it so yeah if you go through it i know it's a pain in the ass because sometimes like contracts can be like 20 20 20 pages long mm -hmm. so, yes, yes, we have a little cameo there it's like the little ones here I didn't have my daughter. All that shit is going to be in the podcast. Yay! <laughs> I think, yeah, I think anyway. you're going to have to do some editing anyway. Because nah, that bit where my computer froze, I think the recording stopped. So my audio, actually no, I suppose my audio is not going to be delayed to the video because we're not syncing. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Yeah, um, so you can, you can basically uh, negotiate and go back and forth, whether you like it or not, and agree and disagree. And eventually you find the agreement or it's easy i know it's a pain like i said i was saying it's a pain in the ass because some of these contracts could be like 20 minutes long 20 sorry 20 pages long and the language used there even even yeah. if it's your native language it could be very fucking mind-boggling and they were like <laughs> yeah and there's like so much fucking legal jar jargon and yeah god knows shit um you, and you could be like, after like, I don't know, the first couple of paragraphs, you were like, wait, what? Like who? Like what's happening? Oh my God, whatever. So yep. uh, yeah, unfortunately this comes with the game, but as we've seen in the past, everybody's like, okay, ta -ta -ta -ta, okay, royalties, done, 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 ta -ta, yep. and you send it. And then you're like, oh, I got duped. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I mean, there's, there's, there's been instances where, cause you know, we, we send an agreement out and again, we specifically say that it is a digital distribution agreement. It is not a contract. Yes. But um, anyway, it's like, oh, I've signed the contract. No, it's not a contract. No, anyway, not a contract. Um, we've, we've had times where, um, you know, artists have come back and said, oh, I don't agree with this. Or what does this mean? Or can okay. you include this? And, you know, we've in one instance, we were happy to accommodate in another instance, not so much. Um, and it, you know it's that simple we were just like hey you know it seems like you want a lot more from the label than the, that we can provide so yeah. let's just you know go our separate ways it was kind of that simple and that's that is ex as simple as it is if if you're not happy with with a contract and you make some suggestions and the, the label's not happy with it then obviously it's not right for you um, exactly. if they are happy with it then win-win so don't be afraid to kind of turn around and say well i don't really agree with this section or could we add this section hmm. the you know the the 2500 uh <laughs> is is too high can we make it a lot less or you know yeah. non-existent and if they're like no then oh well yeah. what, what have you lost yeah it, it, I, i'm pretty sure that it ties up to the whole thing of oh my god i shouldn't say anything to upset them maybe they don't want me after this or whatever too and to a certain extent this might actually be true because i think again there's a lot of people who line up to release with said labels because yeah but then exactly of the they see the big playlist they see the numbers and they think like they're making it like I have a very good like example of, of um, 
one of the guys like maybe we can use it as a segue one of the guys that I collaborated like recently uh, he's in uh, a co-patriot transparent man Stavros mm-hmm. um, and I talked to him like almost like very very regularly and we recently uh, you know shameless plug we had a collab last week uh, that has nothing to do apparently with my lo-fi sleepy shit like this is my production basically I make very moody shit or yeah. as bland as, as I can make them whatever <laughs> <laughs> bland no um, so anyway, we put something out, like I got very excited. Of course, you know, yeah, it got picked up, the lo-fi beats, even though that shit is not even, it's not lo-fi. I would expect it's something else, but I'm pretty sure after it's going to get um, skipped a few thousand times, it's just going to remove it or put it in the bottom of the playlist. Anyway, and and he's like, he was ranting at me yesterday, like, oh shit, like, like why is the music scene so shitty? And why aren't people talking with each other? And why is everybody trying to abuse each other? I'm like, welcome to humanity. Like, there's yeah. nothing else I can say. Really. Like, people are shitty. It's not just it's not the music business. It's it's the human problem. Business in general. It's humans. Like humans are like that. Whether like the majority. This is like there's there's a lot of people who's just like waiting for you to fucking fail to enjoy a moment in their life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, and again, he's like, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I was like, dude, like, you shouldn't, I just, I'm just basically quoting something you said last week. I mean, you, you said that due to, uh, mainly for the releasing, like you said, like, let's just mm-hmm. slow down a little bit. Yeah. You know, take a little break, like relax. Um, it, it doesn't only have to do with releasing. It also has to do with this sort of like quest for making it. Like it's maybe the times are different. Maybe I'm getting too old or whatever. Maybe you know, the road to success in this decade should be shorter. But it's I'm 41, going to be 42 soon. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm in my 40, 40th first 41 uh, years in in this fucking planet and i've been working in fucking music shit i don't know i would say a good 20 years um yeah djing first and then production wise in the early 2000s 2003 to 4 so yeah it took me like a good 15 years to and, and even changing a couple of genres to actually say oh you know what i made it in in the yeah. sense of I feel happy about myself because there is like an active organic audience that listens to my shit. It's not like like 15 years ago or when Facebook came out that I would just send something out. You would post something on your profile. And then uh, in my case, the first two people to like it would be my mom and my dad. Yeah. You know, like there's this there's, there's other people who like my shit now, <laughs> which is great. It's great. <laughs> Uh, you know, friends yeah. or friends, or you have like a fan page, and then it's like people you don't even know like your shit. Or it takes it takes time, and I think we, we talked about it like last time. Like it just needs time, like because this is what I told him. Like don't uh, don't don't be in a hurry to kind of like fucking make it and see like to when when people are gonna listen to your shit. Like, dude, you're gonna make like, and this is like my 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 advice to a lot of people who come in this scene like don't look for the best label or the best playlist or whatever just make sure and it, it as cheesy and cliche as it sounds just make sure you enjoy the shit that you do 
Yeah. And um, eventually, if you do that long enough and you don't fuck things up for yourself, yeah, things are going to work out. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. like maybe they're not going to work out to the extent that you want to, I don't know, become the next Katy Perry or the next fucking Jay Dilla or whatever. But again, this has to do with setting realistic goals for yourself. Yeah. You know, like, because you will never be the next Jay Dilla. You will never be the next new Chavez, new Habes. Because these people were these people and you're something different. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Getting, I, I think I'm getting too philosophical in this page. No, we're, we're I think we're entering a, a time in society where instant gratification is is a thing that we are constantly craving. Um, you know, I'm I'm definitely one of those people that that would say is addicted to to my phone. You know, I've hmm. at the moment there's like a pause in silence, or if you know, I, I feel like I need to do something, I'll I'll open my phone, I'll check social media, I'll check you know spotify for artists i'll check fortunes to see what what's going on there uh, it's definitely a problem and that's because you know i exist or have existed in a world where i want to feel like i guess validated you know that like, again instant gratification of what i'm doing is 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 correct and i think for the most part that the lo-fi scene enables that on a very heightened level um i i've been absolutely incredibly surprised by a number of artists that have submitted to uh, to the label that have one or, or no releases but they just know to get it that in order to achieve i guess success in this scene you've got to release with the label and that's that's not necessarily the case you know yeah. and it's it's weird um you know you mentioned like jay diller and katie perry like they both had long like come ups yeah. um, and you know some would say that, that Katy Perry at the, at the very least has, has fallen off a lot at the moment you know she has a res- res- residency in Vegas, Vegas yeah. from some of the videos that I've seen it, it's not pulling in a lot of audiences no. um, but that's maybe because she is uh, singing next to a person in a poo suit but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she, she's she, got to do what you've got to do, I guess. I think, I think at that point, she mentioned this. I think she's also in the America's Got Talent, like she's in the yeah. uh, committee as well. So, yeah, I think she's okay. She's she's also like a mom now, so does she yeah. really want to, you know, put so many shows out? So I think that's the case. Uh, she's definitely no, done yeah, this, okay. like, consciously, like, oh, I'll get this cozy thing in Vegas. I get paid by the hour to fucking yeah. sing. It's a great it's gig. Guaranteed money. Whatever, you know, she's gonna maybe come out of this motherhood phase after a couple of years or whatever, and then she's gonna become. But anyway, no, that's yeah, like, no, definitely um, patience. But anyway, one, yeah. um, we've we've kind of focused on this a little longer than, <laughs> than we thought. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> this topic we had a sentence, <laughs> <laughs> but everything else we have fucking pages of shit. So well, I guess let's go, let's go, let's just do to it. not. Yeah, just to kind of segue, um, yeah, pay, just read through contracts, well, have some patience, yeah, let's yeah, just slow yeah. down. But um, no, there's, last there's... week we had some some really big uh, big news, I guess, or a big happening in the yeah. in the lo-fi scene, and that was old lo-fi girl getting their live stream taken down. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we're, we all know about it at this point. Um, again, it was one of those things that happened basically the day or two after we'd put out 
uh, the last podcast. It was like, oh shit, shit, not again, <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. So uh, here we are, just kind of doing that. Uh, to to kind of summarize, their live stream was taken down uh, because of a number of copyright claims from uh, FMC Music Malaysia, which is a Malaysian uh, record label. Mm. Their their latest stream was down for like a week, and yeah. um, YouTube kind of came along and was like <laughs> lol soz and then reinstated it uh, they did <laughs> confirm that it was the copyright claims were fraudulent mm. and i think that in itself is the biggest kind of takeaway from from this whole thing um in that that's a kind of worrying thing that if one little label can take down lo-fi girls live stream um what hope do you you know me and you have if if a big label decided to do something similar yeah and it's not the first time this happens with uh with lo-fi girl it happened i think a couple of times in the past when they were still chilled cow again yes. it's like a fraudulent thing and uh it's really sad that um YouTube is never really going to fix this. They never, they don't really no. care that much. It works the way it does. They wash their hands of it. It's great. Like, I, I found it extremely annoying that, I don't know, like, I've never looked into it so, like, deep enough from the legal perspective to um, see if it works. But I always was a mega fan and supporter of saying the same way, for, for people who don't know, the same um, way that you dispute a claim like that where you have to prove the ownership prove who you yeah. are have a legitimate reason for disputing it whatever there yeah. has to be a similar process for the person who submits the reports yeah absolutely to this day ever since the whole fucking content id system has been installed and this was like almost 10 years ago it's as easy as clicking on something you just yeah. click something and then you choose the reason why it could be like, you know, sexual uh, harassment, bullying, blah, blah, copyright infringement. It, it, uh, yeah. it, it infringes my copyright. You submit it, you put your full name and an email address. Yep. And then that's it. I had it in the past where some, somebody was like dumb enough to, uh, I don't know, strike one of my videos and then ask me for money to reinstate it. <laughs> And I was like, wow. okay, man, I will just dispute it, you know, and uh, I will keep disputing it until you just basically need to prove a, you need to provide evidence yeah. of a legal, um, of a legal uh, origin where essentially you're saying that you've started the legal proceedings yeah. against the dispute. Something that I also did at some point with my beef with, um, what's his name? Is it Lo-Fi Wolf? Chili Wolf? Oh, I don't know about this. Oh, what was it? I've never, never mentioned it. Yeah, it was this. Um, fucking, I'm so bad with names. Yeah, you are. Uh, uh, no, Dog? Is it Sleep Dog? Lo-Fi Dog? Something Dog? Anyway, so the guy, uh, it's like a big YouTube channel that does yeah. mixtapes and over mixtapes as well. And um, one of the mixtapes he put out coincided, I think it was literally a week after um, 
the Black Lives Matter thing started happening. And it used as a cover uh, the face of, oh man, me and names. What's the the guy that that basically that was killed by the police officer? The black guy that that instigated the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That he was like, you know, he, basically they choke him to death. Yeah. With the knee in the in the head. Anyway, what's his name? What was his name? Oh, George Floyd. George Floyd, exactly. So there was a picture of George Floyd in the back of the mix, and the mix Oof. and the mix was titled "I Can't Breathe." And I'm like, and the guy used our music, like some of the music that was used for our releases, and I was like, dude. I don't really agree with my music being used on that yeah. specific mix. Please go to your um, to the video editor and just take out our tracks. Yeah, and I'll be happy with that. And the guy uh, never responded to my email. Next day, I leave him a comment, the same basically copy pasted message. Yeah, he hearts my comment and likes it. Wow. And I'm like, okay. Copyright takedown. Let's go. <laughs> that, yeah. And that's that's it basically. I, I, I striked him, I, I sent him like two quote copyright strikes. Um and uh then he disputed them, which basically showed me that he's done this in the past. Yeah. But he never thought that I would actually start the legal process. And after wow. he disputed the first time, then, I mean, so it happens. I mean, I'm lucky enough that I have a very good friend of mine is a, a lawyer and his um, uh, copyrights is not his thing, but you don't have to be specialized at that level in the copyright yeah. stuff to, to initiate the process. Like the lawsuit process is simple. It's like basically like a legality, formality, basically. So yeah, we yeah. did that. We scanned the papers. It was all legit. I had to pay like about 500 euros to start the legal process. And that's, that's not his fee. Like that's the, the court's fee, basically. Small claims yeah. courts. Small claims court. Uh, and then I scanned the documents and I uploaded it to the dispute of the dispute. And then basically the guy shit his pants and started sending me messages like, please remove the strike. Please don't shut me down. And I, <laughs> I got soft. I, I admit that I could have I could have literally taken the whole fucking channel down. And I got soft because I was like, fuck it. You know, I don't want this. I told you I'm a big fan of what goes around, comes around. And I don't want to give. Yeah. I don't want to get negative energy from anybody. So I don't want to give it either. I, and I, I, I didn't want to succumb to my feelings. Like, oh my God. Nah, 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 nah. I mean, I, I thought that the guy, you know, okay. I taught him a lesson that he cannot fuck with me. That's that. So anyway, uh, it's, 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 it's very sad that YouTube don't really clean up their act there and say, provide like no. this extra step of verifying the act. What, what is it? Uh, not the, the 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 person who instigates the copyright. Yeah, the claimant. The claimant, exactly. Like verify your shit, like your your claim. It, it should, yeah. I don't think I don't see what the legal issue would be there. I mean, if if no, if, I, I agree. If if I as the defendant need to provide my 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 credentials, like you need to provide uh, uh, your postal address, telephone number, full name. Why? Why doesn't the the claimant 
provide this I shit think too. because and this kind of continues um you know this this topic i think i read that uh youtube has essentially removed um fmc label from youtube's content id claim system uh-huh. and i think in order for for you to again you might have better knowledge than, than me on that i think in order to to be able to instantly claim stuff like that i think that's where that verification comes from in order for you to be a member of this claim uh-huh. thing okay okay that's you, you can enter your let me see if i can find the article um I know what publication, right? YouTube to terminate Malaysian music labels account over the claim. Uh, oh, okay. Let me see. Oh, it's been updated since. YouTube said it will terminate the account of local music company that issued a copyright takedown notice to a popular YouTube channel after it determined the complaint was abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, where's the update then? Yeah, no, it, it doesn't really say okay. specifically, but yeah, apparently um, YouTube has removed them their account. Um, so I guess when you have an account with YouTube that allows you to do copyright strikes like that, I think that's where you enter that verif- that's uh, mm. yeah that verified information. But again, the fact that they were able to to get away with that um is is shocking in itself and you know if we go to that screenshot that you shared which is very much hearsay um that their claim was apparently because one of the songs in the live stream sounded like malaysian national national anthem i wasn't really sure there but i just i just posted that on discord yeah like fuck it i I think that's that's so dumb um probably (laughs) i don't think that's true at all no Uh, me neither (laughs) but it wouldn't surprise me coming from not at all not at all um but this this kind of led me on to a couple of things which outside of content id being a big flaw at the moment um it was where did lo-fi girls viewers go so i made a note to check what their current um their current viewers on their live stream is if youtube decides to load oh it loads the ad but it doesn't load yeah the ads are important yeah so there's there's 23,000 um people watching that stream right now Mm -hmm. so when it went down i was like okay where where have those users gone they're obviously going to go go somewhere if if, um you know if if they they are wanting a live stream like this obviously you're going to get some that will go to their streaming service of choice and find the playlists um others uh, as i think i spoke to you about last week about people that don't necessarily get involved with those streaming services and youtube is their mm. main platform of, yeah. of um consuming content i had a look around and i searched for different you know i searched for lo-fi radio i searched for like oh, lo-fi 24 7 you know so, all the so there are hundreds of thousands, thousands of these of live streams but i never found one that were, was that had no more than four thousand listeners at that or people watching mm-hmm. at any one time yeah now you know when i wrote these notes i think the, they were sitting at about 10k um right now it was like 27k mm. 
where where I just find it I found it strange that there was no uptick in live streams. Um you know, steezy as fucks was at four thousand, which I think if I check now would probably still be about four thousand. Yeah. Um there was one that was kind of completely unbranded just from some random guy that had made one that was sitting at four thousand. You know, the bootleg boys sitting at like mm. two to three thousand. There was no and again, yeah, it, it might be a case of the numbers being split between different um, different channels, but it's kind of like what what makes people instantly go back? And you know, I wasn't necessarily insinuating that their live viewers weren't genuine, but at the same time, what what's the likelihood? And kind of talking about that, I found it, it led on to something else, which was the average user doesn't know about us if that to kind of put it as plain as simple Mm -hmm. um i spoke to two people that are not involved in the lo-fi scene at all that are just people that that listen to to it uh to like lo-fi girl or or like lo-fi music in general um just like in the background or whatever and there was one person that she didn't know about half the channels that i i'd recommended Mm-hmm. Um, the same for for this this other person that, that that I know. He didn't know of of any. You know, the most he knew was a couple of um, playlists on SoundCloud. He okay. didn't know about like you know yourself. Your you know you've got a live stream. He didn't know about like mm-hmm. Steezy as Fox live stream or the Homework Radio's live stream yeah. or um, like the Jazz Hub Cafe. Even though they don't have a live stream anymore, they just have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And it led me to think. These YouTube channels must be doing a bit shit with their SEO, (laughs) at least, or specifically YouTube SEO. If a big, you know, Lo-Fi Girls channel can go down, or their live stream can go down, and twenty-seven thousand listeners are just kind of hanging in limbo, they're not moving on to something else because, for the most part, they don't know anything else, and that for me was a real stark like shot of reality of what you know like i've said it, it's so easy to get like 10 to fifteen thousand like oh, monthly yeah. listeners uh oh, no. there we go. No, i think and it... yeah it's, it's just it's such a stark reality that that you know people that are actually listening to this music <laughs> is it people <laughs> no it was not even that it's like yeah. again the, the, the okay there's a very small selection of people that do yeah. listen to this music on the regular they don't they don't know yeah, no. about it and, and and that is is quite scary well it's not scary i think it's the reality it's been the reality for for years now and the reason why you know, looking at these other live streams and you're wondering, like, where did this 30,000 people go? Yeah. You should have seen some. I think that because of the overabundance, I don't know how else to say, like, I don't know, the, the plethora of of lo-fi live streams at the moment, the, the diaspora, oh my God, two, two Greek words in one sentence, uh, was so fucking vast that, you, that there wasn't any any peaks like it wasn't yeah. that the 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 bootleg boys stream like went from five thousand to seven thousand live listen or you know figured this week in random numbers it wasn't yeah. that crazy maybe he got a hundred so a hundred here hundred there whatever they just the, it's just like yeah but 
I I kind of feel like that we would see a spike in at least one. I th I think you would have seen a spike if this would have stayed like that for over a month or two. This is mm. where you would have seen a spike, like something that happens like within a few days, because most of these people, like like you said, yeah. they don't follow artists or whatever. Like no. nobody. This is oh. The stream is down. Okay, yeah, I'm just like blah, 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 low fi Okay, they found something. Maybe they're like the you know in this like twenty scrolls they did. There was a yeah. picture that they liked. They clicked it. The music kind of like sounds the same. Maybe they click something else and then done. That's it. Simple as that. Yeah, I don't know. I just I I know that there's like with lo-fi releases themselves that there is an abundance of live streams. There is a lot of noise, ironically, um, mm. within the scene that. You know that everyone has a live stream um, yeah even i have but one. i don't know <laughs> nobody's i <wanted>. don't <laughs> <laughs> i don't see wow you know, <laughs> go from yeah. you know yeah. there's twenty-seven thousand people listening yeah. yeah and they they just stop they, they didn't I stop they just they just went somewhere else it's just like they did not they did, they did get recommended to go uh, to the source, or let's say to uh, jazz yeah. hop, or to like to people who actually have been curating in this scene for like years now, because there's all this other random shit out. Like there's like there's channels like we talked about these channels yeah. last last time. On average, every one of these random channels that uses like the what is it, the dog from Adventure Time. Oh yeah. Uh, or yeah. Um, or what? Or like Bart Simpson or, Simpson or Homer car, Simpson yeah. or whatever. Like they have like fucking ten live streams. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? Like it got me thinking, and I think I found something, but I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like, um, basically like a, a, a VP a, a virtual private server, but located in Vietnam. Because yeah. apparent, apparently, like the hosting costs are fucking cheap as hell. So you only need to set up yeah. a virtual machine and then load basic form of Windows or, 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 or Linux, for example, like an Ubuntu uh, yeah. interface, and then you're good to go. You're good to yeah. go. I don't but know. I, nah, fuck it. Um, there is definitely a cynical part of me that thinks like, we need, like I said, it's one of two things. There'll be those that moved over to to Spotify. There'll be those that moved over to the thousand, hundreds of thousands of the channels that are doing live streams. But there's also those that don't know. Um, yeah. You know, one of the people that I mentioned, they shared on their stories like that Lo-Fi Girl was down and they had like a sad face. And I was like, <laughs> hey, you know, Get do you want me to... <laughs> no, no, don't be a dick. <laughs> My friend. No, I... I just messaged them. I was like, oh, I could recommend you like channels, you know, hundreds yeah. of channels. Yeah. And they were like, oh, okay, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I showed a couple of them. Um, I even showed them like Lo-Fi Co as well, the website there. Yeah. And they were like, oh, I didn't know of any of these. And it's like, we need, <laughs> this is again, just a stark reminder that we need to realize that nobody gives a fuck about us. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and sadly, the only Lo-Fi brand that is actually people that people actually know is lo-fi girl yeah you, you have to as much as 
you know i'm saying this through gritted teeth you you've got to hand it to them they are yeah, that's it they they have done that brand recognition yeah, you know that's they, it. they that's they've it. been yeah. mentioned in in bojack horseman for example you know I mean, dude i i knew that i mean when when fucking philip defranco talks about it yeah like what the fuck like Philip well, that's the thing isn't it you search for lo-fi now and you'll see like the bbc have covered it the verge have covered it um yeah everybody's you know, covered it. Yeah, written yeah, about yeah, it yeah, yeah. but it's they're not writing about what's happening in the scene they're writing about one of the biggest lo-fi radios to work and study has gone down yeah, exactly um, i mean the, to this to this day there's still there's people, a thirteen thousand hour video to this day though there's still people who don't know that lo-fi girl used to be chilled cow and now there's a label mm-hmm exactly this person one, yeah. one of the people that yeah, yeah it was like oh chill cow yeah they were telling me that they used to listen to chill cow and, and now then, lo-fi girl and they were like oh i'm sure that they uh, i've heard i wonder where the, chill cow is now before and i was like <laughs> i was like well no it's, it's, it's because chilled cow is lo-fi girl now but yeah they changed the name yeah, they're, they're just consuming something you know um Not blindly yeah. but you know We've 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 said that that Lo-Fi Girl are doing something right, but um, <laughs> should we get on to the next topic? Yes, the one thing that Lo-Fi Girl does right and expands on it is trademarking their shit. Oh god! <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna try and run through this as as quickly as I can. Mostly I think because, I think like, I told you this was gonna be a Joe Rogan episode. Like it's gonna be three hours long, man. It's a special. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. They don't know. They. They they do not deserve this much content. um, So, yeah. Again, this didn't this happen once we yeah literally a couple of days after podcast yeah yeah yeah. literally after after we uploaded the podcast it was like oh you should you guys should talk about this it's like what 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 yeah. So um, yeah, it, it's been kind of discovered that the Lo-Fi Girl was trying to attempt to trademark the word Lo-Fi in the European Union Intellectual Property Office, or yes. the UIPO. 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 And right now, the application's in the opposition stage. Um, and there was kind of a big hoo-ha uh, last week and the week before. Um, the oh, Lo-Fi Girl's it's trying so to trademark Lo-Fi, and it's bad for the scene and you know we mm. both were kind of on board with that to begin yes. with we were like yeah absolutely and very concerned yeah yeah a bit shit um but then <clears throat> we dug a bit further and yeah essentially you know they've been trying to do this for a while for yeah. one um yeah. Yeah. They, they got thrown out of the u.s trademark thing um which details i'll get into in a little minute mm-hmm. but they've successfully trademarked it in in the uk and france and yeah oh and france as well yeah i thought that was part of the eu IPO no france was i think france was one of the first countries like france and uh, and uh, uad uh, okay was the first ones there there i think they're actually valid there they're they've done it and then they, they they did the uk and then they want to move to the eu to my understanding but it makes sense because okay. because this is where these are the headquarters, more or less. This is where they're based. France yeah. and, uh, the and the economics. The economics is in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, United yeah, Arab Emirates. Emirates. UAD. Arab Emirates. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, basically, the first revelation kind of caused panic. Um, oh. Was making people think that oh no, Lo-Fi Girl is gonna take everyone down. Oh that, my god. That's lo-fi in their in their name um not me not and, you. 
no no exactly <laughs> um you know yeah. the uh the lo-fi cats and the, the lo-fi kittens and the lo-fi schnitzels and the lo-fi schnitzels yeah <laughs> um but so yeah essentially looking into it it's very much like they are trying to trademark the term the word lo-fi for services surrounding um like education uh and products uh manufacturing or something like that essentially they're just trying to trademark like merch and stuff uh, no, you, from, you, sh- you, like, you should be you should be specific i mean there's definitely like we can say like when it comes to trademarking to get something right when it comes to trademarking there's two different trademarks there's the logo yeah. mark and there's the text mark you yeah, can mark both you can mark either or independent from one another for example i can trademark let's say for just the example my full greek name which is polychronis yeah i want to trademark maybe the text or a logo that i made that includes that that text yeah or just the text however when it comes to trademarking trademarking is very important for people to understand does not mean ownership of something yeah things are being trademarked to protect the brand and a specific activity that this brand does from uh copycats from uh what's the term that i'm i want to use like um when somebody's creating uh products like yours uh counterfeit products yeah counter this is what it's trying to protect so and when it comes to trademarking there's different classes when you can trademark something for a specific you and in these classes what is included are the activities slash usage usages uses uses too of that specific trademark whether it's the logo type or it's the text type yeah and what lo-fi girl did they wanted to trademark lo-fi the text for and take it away i mean it's a lot of things there were three different classes yeah yeah I, I can't be asked to open it up. Yeah, basically, there was three different classes. And for the most part, it looks like it's, it's to kind of just summarize it, it's merge. Um, they're they're exactly. trying to do it for merge. There was a couple of little things within the class 41 mm-hmm. that were a bit odd, like... Um, it has know, the... the, the, the it, it mentions the, the, the word the entertainment, which according to yeah. the trademark of the use list of classes and definitions means services having the basic aim of the entertainment, amusement, yeah. or recreation of people. And that's where basically our problem, or let's say our friction became with um, a lot of other people who were like rather concerned about it as well. Um, that it just became a little bit of like a, a piss take. Oh, let's take down Lo-Fi Girl in a way, even though it was very clear to us that Lo-Fi Girl is trying to protect their merch and especially counterfeiting of that merch, which I totally understand it. Like if you make like plushies and t-shirts or whatever, there's a lot of people who would like to, um, I don't know, benefit off of something as commercial as that. And Again, because of the language used being generic or not as specific, even though the involvement of lawyers suggested otherwise, um, a lot of people thought that, oh no, 
they want to own lo-fi the name and this is going to be a problem to the entire scene yeah, this was the issue that they, they, they're they going were, to take down everybody and blah yeah. blah blah and, yeah it was it was being used or words being thrown around erroneously that was essentially like exactly oh they're gonna earn the word own the word and we're all gonna not be able to make lo-fi anymore and it's like no that's not necessarily that's the not case it. and no and it it got to a point where like you said it, it became less about okay is this something that we should be concerned about and more i'm gonna take this down we're gonna uh, this is an issue that we need to really fight against we need to blah 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 mm -hmm. so you know in the classes filed for um class 41 is specific to services and as you yeah. mentioned service um and, and in the entertainment thing this is what again these people t seem to be really clinging on to is the word entertainment because they found the definition of the word entertainment in a dictionary yeah um <laughs> But as you mentioned, you know, it's a basic aim um, of the entertainment or recreation of people. Hmm. Does Lo-Fi Girl provide a service that has the basic aim of the entertainment or recreation of people? Yes, yes you could they say do. they do through the live stream. Yeah. But I would say that that is a service that YouTube is offering, not yeah. Lo-Fi. Exactly. Without YouTube, unless they specifically go ahead and put that on their website, their live stream is as we've seen from the topic that we just spoke about entirely dependent yeah. on youtube yeah so i would argue that if they were to start acting on this trademark um which again they have in the uk exactly they won't i i don't think they they could say well you can't release lo-fi music no and this kind of brings it to um essentially so they tried before to trademark this in the us and interestingly they did it incredibly wrong um and that i think is the biggest takeaway of this i believe they did attempt to trademark it in an attempt to act nefariously mm. um however the way that they filed it the words that they used and the fact that they didn't use a US attorney or yeah. any sort of lawyer. They exactly. essentially were just like me or you just going on the oh, website yeah. and typing yeah. in, I want to trademark mm. this. Um, so, I mean, the issue, the summary of issues from the um, the letter that essentially says, no, you can't trademark the word lo-fi um, was that it was a prior filed application. Exactly. Um, it was a refusal under section 2D. It was a refusal under section 2D, uh, 2E1 um there was additional information that they required that right. they didn't receive the u.s government required from lo-fi girl and never yeah. received yeah. never received yeah. um the identification and classification of goods and services that again they were asked for yeah weren't received um the entity clarification requirement wasn't received they didn't even enter an email address <laughs> and they didn't use a US licensed attorney yeah. for this first application, according to this um, this rejection letter. But further down, it also highlighted, I think this is the section, which is the identification and classification of goods and services. Yeah. Um, so the US uh, IPO basically said, you know, lo-fi is defined as, according to Merriam-Webster, the production or reproduction of audio characterized by an unpolished or rough sound quality um also they used 
an attached excerpt from lexico.com which defined yeah. lo-fi as of employing the sound reproduction of lower quality than hi-fi and recorded and produced with basic equipment thus having a raw and unsophisticated sound which they then said um consumers encountering the proposed mark used in connection with the identif identified international class 16 and 41 goods and services will readily understand that the proposed proposed mark is used in connection with goods and services that encompass and address lo-fi style music accordingly for the foregoing reasons the proposed mark is merely descriptive for the future of goods and registration must be refused under section 2e1 of the trademark act so already the us has looked into this and said hey yeah. this is a descriptor of music which exactly i agree with those that are saying you know they shouldn't trademark this word yeah i i'm not saying that they shouldn't yeah however i'm, I'm saying that i understand that they're using it in a specific way which is to protect merch that they the have yeah. you know they they have a, a trademark registered in the uk that is low dash fi um mm. yes that's specific to a t-shirt that they have yeah. which is low dash fi and it is using that um logo mark exactly um, but again and you know they i i'm hearing that they're getting involved with um, with gaming, they're, get, they're getting involved. You know, this whole section, section four, uh, class forty-one, is very much around um, education. The mm. um, isn't it the the organisation of Congress or something like that? Just which leads me to believe that they are also trying to trademark the word at live events and stuff. So, for example, if they're getting into the gaming space, maybe there's going to be um, like a lo-fi booth, for example, and they can call it lo-fi booth and you know if someone else in let's say you know they go to gamescom they create a lo-fi booth it's successful mm. and then i i think oh that's a good idea i go to gamescom i create keep their records lo-fi booth well they now will have a trademark that says well actually no we have the trademark that covers the word lo-fi within this type of you know entertainment i guess because mm -hmm. again they're providing service in, in this yeah, sense yeah. of the word that's all it is they're not trademarking this word to come along to uh to lo-fi uh, cat like and say, hey, yeah. stop using like, the name anymore yeah. season disease they're not going to start yeah, passing exactly. out season disease letters through their lawyers for people to do because there's there's also a law and a legislation for monopoly and you cannot do that or even to what you said as well to put some people's minds at ease as well it's like if they made uh in for example a lo-fi booth that was goes great and then you decide to do a kiwi bear lo-fi booth you can still contest that because the yeah. context of that specific thing is very different like it's yeah. and it's it's quite clear for the reason how the us ipo rejected that i think the ipos and the rest of the world would understand exactly like you cannot it's a, it's a style of music you cannot trademark it yeah you just need to. I mean, you you go to wish.com. Sorry, I'll just say this in passing. On back, yeah. it's like you go to wish.com and look for Lo-Fi Girl. You will see the fucking plushies there because this is what I did. Yeah. So, yeah, and so, it's the same for like Redbubble and stuff as well. Like, there's a chance that someone's got like a picture of Lo-Fi Girl on a sticker. Yeah, they, they want to protect that shit. Yeah, exactly. It makes sense. Like, why wouldn't you want to protect your brand yeah. if you want? And the argument of well, why don't they just trademark Lo-Fi Girl? Well, yeah, you know, they they have tried and yeah, they have exactly. been successful. 
I mean, um, it was it was a very very shitty um, and unsuccessful try, and I think it's exactly it went yeah. down exactly as you said it. Like somebody's like, oh, there's a form here, let's fill it out, whatever. It's as simple yeah. as that. They didn't know their shit, and then they wised up, got their lawyers, figured out the stuff, and things yeah. went through. So, um, do I want to oppose lo-fi girl trademarking lo-fi for their goods? No. It's not my problem. It's not my business. Like, it, 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 no. It's, it's not worth the money. It's not um, worth the money. It's not worth the time. Like, it's not It's yeah. not as big as, as and it's destructive as some people might think. Because even if there's, like, enough reasoning provided and a lot of legal advice and explanations, just taking the word entertainment and googling what it does mean and then thinking that oh my god they're gonna just like destroy the rest of it. no they're not because yeah. they, uh, they're not gonna care about yeah lo-fi cat using the word lo-fi because again like we said previously like there's context and there's context like nobody would care uh, exactly. i would i would like to trademark um pueblo vista but does this mean like I will own the thing? There's a tobacco, for example, called Pueblo. What am I going to do? Like sue the, the tobacco because they're yeah. used? No, I'm going to trademark Pueblo Vista for the sole use of, I don't know, music or whatever. Like yeah. I don't want another Pueblo Vista person showing up and saying, hey, I can, you know, use that name to make music. No, use the name to make fucking toilets. I don't care. This is, this is the next thing, isn't it? Like outside of, of that specific argument, um, if you just take two seconds to actually search lo-fi both on the UK um, trademark thing, the yeah. EU uh, trademarking and the US trademarking thing, yeah. you can actually see that there's there's a shit ton of trademarks that are live yeah. for lo-fi, yeah. which are way more fucking worrying yeah, than exactly. what lo-fi girls trying to do. Like, I think there's, uh, we've got this little list here, there's, there's lo-fi hip-hop that's live there's yeah. lo-fi nation that's live yeah. there is low-key lo-fi that is live lo-fi um, eats lo-fi threads yeah lo-fi exactly. lo fruits bakery and coffee lo-fi king snow yeah it's uh, if if that's why we said in the beginning that this is turning into a, court, it's a witch hunt it, it's turning into a witch hunt and i, I will definitely like as much as uh, i might agree or disagree with any of my quote-unquote competition like this is like uh going out of hand yeah and this is like where we think that we were initially as you said very concerned but we yeah. thought something else was happening and then by looking into this we realized what the real thing why this is happening which is basically to trademark uh and secure your merchandise which is a, yeah. a very legitimate reason and we said yeah okay this it's not of our concern anymore yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I don't think with the classes, so let's say this does end up going through, it doesn't get a post and whatever. Hmm. The classes that they filed for and what's included in those, um, the because I think, again, you have to be very specific when you file for trademarks. So, you know, they've listed a bunch of things um, within this, none of which are specifically music related. So there's two classes. There's class 41 and there's class nine. Class 41 is service. And that includes music, musical recordings, uh, musical concerts, music concerts, all of those things yeah. specific to music yeah. that is that are not in this trademark. Yeah. 
in addition class 9 has exactly the same trademark but class 9 is referring to goods yeah so in that sense we create lo-fi music we release lo-fi music we are providing goods in in that the music that we release you know yeah. we release lo-fi music as a good for people to listen to and listen consume to, yeah, yeah. lo-fi girl hasn't filed for that exactly so if they were to turn around to me and issue a cease and desist tell me to take down all of my music because it's lo-fi music i would simply just turn around and say get fucked yeah Get because the it's not on that you know <laughs> they have a trademark in the uk they yeah, could yeah. turn around to me at any point yeah because yeah, i yeah. operate in the uk and say yeah. take this down and yeah, i would yeah. simply just say get fucked because their trademark doesn't yeah. include music publishing music recording music performances musical yeah, performances yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's no yeah yeah also in addition to that we all have the uh the unregistered trademark uh what is it not thing is did it do unregistered where are we i'm trying to find what it... basically we are protected because we have all used the word lo-fi in exactly. our communications both long before online yeah. person so you know emails twitter yeah. Uh, yeah. uh instagram and stuff like that and this is something that, that my friend that, that has been heavily involved in um trademark and stuff told me and she basically said we need to keep track of you know all of our emails all of our social media and stuff that mentions exactly. uh, the word lo-fi like just don't delete that shit yeah uh, unregistered trademark rights that's it yeah and we can put like let's say they decide to get all like um mm. you know evil uh, dr evil in a uh, in a mountain trying to take down everyone that's that's remotely getting involved mm. with the lo-fi scene and be like cease and desist yeah we can prove that we've been using the word lo-fi in our communications mm. long before, before their trademarks exactly. approved yeah exactly and bear in mind all of this has only happened within the last year yeah uh, and i know i've been music been making lo-fi music since 2019 so yeah yeah, yeah I, I at least have uh two years on them so so there's a hundred percent no there's no reason for everybody anybody to panic yeah, to freak out to i don't know getting out of their way to able to trademark exactly the word yeah not really yeah, but i see this as it's just simple business what what we also need to mention here is that um there was um a counter argument to our reasoning was that a mm -hmm. i use part of the name of my brand is lo-fi then i'm, I'm yeah. not going to be able to trademark that no you will be yeah you will be a hundred percent you will be because there's, there's nobody stopping you from wanting to trademark this. If you try to trademark the exact same thing that lo-fi girls try to trademark in the exact same classes with the exact yeah. same use, yeah, you might run in a bit of a problem there. In a sense yeah. of somebody would say to you, yeah, there's an active trademark on this for this specific class. I don't know how this is overpassed or overcome. Like, how do you overcome this? I, I guess I'm not an attorney. I, I don't have any knowledge. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. But if your name is Lo-Fi something, you can go ahead and trademark the living shit out of anything. Like, I don't really care. Like, nobody's going to say anything. And nobody can trademark a word, like, if and if it's the word is bread. Bread is bread. Everybody's using bread. Everybody's making yeah. bread, eating bread. Nobody can come and say, you know what? I trademark bread now. Fuck you. Nobody uses bread anymore except me. I mean, that would probably be Greg's. Yeah. Right? 
pretty pretty hardcore with that shit. But um, uh, that's it. Like there's there's no more than that. No more into that. Uh, and it's it was very, I think, and I speak for us both here. It was a little bit upsetting seeing this sort of like, um, I don't know pack mentality of like let's you know get fucking sticks and stones and fucking brooms and the torches and let's uh, you know i mean just just kind of on your joke about bread i just quickly ran to the uk uh trademark search website and typed in bread and it said please refine your criteria because there are more than a thousand results (laughs) exactly so people have trademarked bread yeah but you need to be a bit more specific than that exactly so i think we are or again because we did get involved in that it was a snap kind of shit you know that could this be bad for the scene um but taking five to ten minutes 20 minutes an hour of research to kind of see whether this had any effect on us at all we quick you know we kind of realized no it 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 doesn't um and there are several things in place that if they were to get kind of bad about it we could just turn around and say actually you know this isn't the work and let's be real if they were to start taking sending cease and desist because the first people they're going to go for are are their bigger competitors like chill hot music for example or steve as fuck they as soon as shit like that starts happening there will be a real kind of outcry and a real kind of it would be crazy yeah that shit will be crazy that shit will be crazy there's a lot of people a lot of bigger bigger than us people are going to pose in this and not only that like imagine there's spotify for example has this all all these like uh uh, lo-fi playlists like this and that like what's going to happen like if if you this was like this is what and this is like my personal opinion. I found it like rather disappointing. Somebody thinking that way is like, oh my god, everybody's gonna be a problem. Like if you have like lo-fi in your name, you're fucked. And I found it like very disappointing to see like that's the logic. Like no, it's not. I mean, I never agreed really with the logic, and, and I told this to you like that using lo-fi, <laughs> and we joked about it extensively. Using yeah. lo-fi in in your title or whatever like if you want to define your brand and then you need to use the word lo-fi so that people understand what it's all about yeah i think i think you should probably (laughs) you know work a little bit harder i think we we also covered that thing in other podcasts like uh, artist names or brand names or whatever um you you've been very explicit about it too so um it's not gonna happen because because at the end of the day lo-fi girl lo-fi girl where they are right now they're not going to give you two shits about lo-fi cat yeah you know well, what that's i mean the thing. they're not going to give a, a two shits about uh you know any little i mean they're the not going to give a, a, a fuck about people, anybody like the amount of artists and organizations that have lo-fi in their name <laughs> in some way shape or form is going to cost them way more money and time to find than them. they care to have yeah, yeah. to issue takedown notices exactly like imagine having like a lawyer legal a legal team or a lawyer on a retainer to look for (laughs) (laughs) with like what like let's say a minimum wage for my i don't know three four hundred bucks an hour it's it's not gonna it 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 doesn't make it it doesn't make any sense it's not scalable you it's it you're not gonna do it like really 
it's it would cost them way more in time and money than they honestly care to actually give a shit about exactly all they're doing is protect protecting their intellectual property which is from the looks of it because a lot of it was around um like stationary and stuff as well i think they're either going to create some sort of school kit they're doing a school kit yeah exactly yeah yeah some sort of school kit some sort of um study program some sort of yeah that's all this is yeah you can get like and, a fucking backpack and the plushie and a little like fucking notepad and some pencils and all that shit and it's called lo-fi and that's it sure you know and they would probably hit the mother road with that because they're going to be um vertically injecting themselves into the kids market which is great yeah, you know exactly. so it makes perfect sense a company because it's a company we're talking about it's just like it's not a random girl on the internet it's a company of people people employees you know that want to trademark their merchandise and that's about it like i think this was like really blown out of proportion very fast i think within like a couple of hours so and what we also need to say and we didn't say in the beginning of course for everybody who's listening disclaimer all of this information regarding classes regarding the ipos like all of that stuff are publicly available for everybody the, you can the, the the easiest thing you can do is go to my twitter or aaron's twitter and just scroll a couple of times and you will find the relevant tweets because we retweeted a bunch of stuff we replied to a bunch of things like you can see the tweets and the replies and everything and you will find all the links and everything is there. It might need like maybe five to 35 minutes of your own private time researching stuff. Because sadly, yep. we cannot copy paste images in the chat yeah. or in the podcast. Uh, and then that's, that's it. It's really, really easy. Like in... And also there's some really cool content on there where, where oh, yeah. um, Needle Drop uh, really approved of my of my music making skills. Oh yeah, let's say that. Let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> if if anybody knows who who, uh, who what's his name? I can I can never pronounce Fantano. it. Fantano, Fantagno, Fantagno. It's like uh, I, it's the same conundrum. Is it champagne or champagne? <laughs> it's just Anthony Fantano. Okay, Fantagno. No okay, there's no G. Isn't Where it? are you getting the chicken? This isn't bolognese. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like, it's not bolognese. <laughs> bolognese. It's bolognese. Bolognese. Stronzo. Bolognese. Oh, spaghetti. Spaghetti. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> Wah, wahoo. Uh, and on that note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, no, God. Yeah. yeah, he, uh. No, that that was the he, that was, he's not approving of my music at all. <laughs> but that was actually that was actually super cool that even he actually I, you know responded and and the fact that he retweeted it was yeah really shit. Like, I it was one of those things that I said a couple of times to a few people that I woke up to my Twitter on fire okay. and I was like oh, I shit, made it yes I no made it. I was like oh, okay. didn't, I didn't go to like oh something's good's happened I was oh, you like, thought you got cancelled okay it's Twitter off okay. oh, <laughs> what have I said this time but yeah it was, he retweeted it and uh, yeah it had over twenty no two hundred likes and I think over twenty k views on the video My and man. there was just a dumb video that I so spent did, did you, no you see more like, than, like a, an hour making did you see like a people like a spike in your fucking lazy boy loops like. Spotify. No. Did you start replying to all the comments? Hey, hey yes. check out my beats. No. <laughs> no, I, only one. 
because someone's replied saying that was like an ocean breeze on my balls and i was like oh Dude. i did someone ocean breeze and then i just pasted <laughs> that's the, the thing that's one of the best compliments somebody might actually ever say for your music like an ocean breeze on yeah, your right? balls dude well I mean, you go, I tried intentionally to make the worst music that I could possibly make, but also when I'm playing it, look really, really fucking into it. Um, that's the whole and then point of it. the outcome of it was like not bad at all. No, <laughs> I mean, like, someone was like, "Oh, this guy uh, playing over Square Pusher," and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Someone thought that that music was Square Pusher. <laughs> Which I guess proves us the thing, like, I think I've seen this meme, like, you're trying to compose and do like this and provide like new type of music and beats and whatever. And then you get like one like and your mom says, oh, it sounds great, son. And then you just consciously being an idiot. Yeah. Viral. You know what though? It was probably the most fun I've had making music uh, for for a little while. Because I I was like, I need... I was gonna intentionally do something stupid on bass. That yeah. that was the, the whole idea. And I was like, okay, what I want to do is do that, but also have just some shit that's going on in the background that just doesn't sound good. Yeah. So I was like, okay, what if I just try and make a really kind of like IDM break core type type okay. beat? And I was like, okay, so the root of all of this is them. I was like, I'm just gonna go straight to the Amen break. Got it. Uh, loaded it up on on my push and, and just chopped it up a bit. Added some glitchy drums to it. Pitched up, you know, the the snare thing that goes like, and just yeah, oh, dog. And then pitched, just made that. And the fact that someone was like, oh, this guy's playing over square pusher over a break that I had made. I was like, <laughs> shit. Oh shit. Right. Yeah. Yes. This thing, um, and it, it it did well. <laughs> Exactly. D- please do more of that, Aaron. I might, you know. Now, now I figured out that I've unmuted TikTok. I, I, now that <laughs> you like, more stuff. I think now that you basically uh, hacked the algorithm. Yeah. No, TikTok yeah. hated it though. That really? was like the main place I posted it, and it only got six hundred views. Oh bummer. Six hundred is still good, but oh, it's not. It's more than know. nothing. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. Yeah. That's what are you talking about? What are you talking about? It's it's lo fi. It's giving me this overinflated ego of like six hundred is, is piss yeah, poor. I know, I know. You're gonna get your million soon, don't worry about it, man. <laughs> hey, I surpassed two million like two weeks ago. I know, I know, you fucking wank. <laughs> I didn't say anything about it. How do you know? <laughs> I'm watching you. That's fine. Yeah, it came on my fortunes and it was like, oh, you've surpassed two million. I was like, yeehaw! I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> like, I, I'm very, very aware that <laughs> two million for lo-fi is nothing. It might be, I mean, I think we covered that pretty much a, a long time ago. Like, it's literally nothing. Like, you don't even have to try now. You just need to release with Sunday. No? That was that too was soon. too soon. That was dangerous. No, that was dangerous. I could have made a right mess. <laughs> no, that would, that would uh, probably be one of the most expensive spit takes that probably would have happened. Like a yeah. hundred pound microphone. Oh well. Right. I, okay. 
on that note, um, I think yeah. my computer's about to take off into orbit, so... Okay, okay, yeah. this is cool. It was uh, great having everybody on board, and we had like a good good amount of people. I think we hired people enough. Uh, this movie was like pretty, pretty good tea we talked about. No, yeah. No, good stuff, good stuff. Thanks everybody for joining. This was uh, a Sunday Roast podcast on a Sunday this time, a little bit later exactly. than before. But uh, yeah. And it might go up tonight, it might not. Oh, yeah. dude. I mean, unless your computer takes off to Mars and you're not able to download the WAV file, I mean, I'm, I'm having a little I bit of a, an issue. I'm trying to open up my audition window. I see the preview, but for some reason it doesn't want to open up. I hope it's still recording. If it doesn't, then we're just going to use the, the audio. <sighs> anyway, yeah. Okay, it is what it is. <laughs> it's been, it's not been. Not we forged. Exactly, yeah. It's been great. So, right, yeah, well, cool. Go with the, have a cold shower. <laughs>